Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This season, we're chatting with people from different walks of life to hear their stories and how God has been faithful throughout. This conversation is super fun and rich, so order some coffee from Wild Ginger, make some protein bars, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy today's episode. conversation with Twyla Herb where we get into the start of her coffee business, all the ins and outs of that, as well as so much more. It's a good one, so enjoy. Okay, a question which may end up being the same same thing, we'll see, but when was it the hardest for you to trust God? Ooh, when? That's a really good question. Um, I mean, Again, I think any time that it doesn't look like I think it's supposed to look is generally if you if, if I have to like generalize it across the board, um, any scenario that like, yeah, where I have kind of planned it out one way and it doesn't go the way that I think. And then suddenly I'm like, and that has happened a lot. <laughs> like almost all the time so it's just those are the times especially in like things that feel bigger where I'm just so like for example so the book so um kind of really like thought like was had been working on that for like four years like finally published it was like so pumped and like as of now like it's not even in print anymore and I was like so like okay god like I thought you wanted me to do this. Like, I don't understand. Like I put a lot of time and energy into that. I burnt out over that, which is not your fault. It's mine. Cause I could have done it better. And I at least learned that before I started the coffee company, because I would have destroyed whatever thing I did next. Mm-hmm. And the thing I did next was my book. And if it had been the coffee company, like I wanted it to be, and I was like stressed out trying to make happen. I would have destroyed the coffee company. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but it's things like that where it's like, Hey, like I thought that like, this was, you know, and maybe, maybe we just get like our ideas of what um, success looks like. gets a little turned around and really it's like success is just being obedient. And like, God was like, I asked you to publish the book. I didn't tell you to sell it. And I was like, well, isn't that implied? Like, I just don't understand. what we're doing here so this is you can see my my trust like where I'm just like okay god like I just don't I just can't like see or like figure out what you're doing um and for me that's like really hard and so I mean like the entire last two years for like all of us is like I cannot figure out what is happening half of the time or like god what are you doing right like these are the things it's just like I think blanket statement, whatever, it doesn't go how I thought. But in the end, like, I've also lived long enough to know that in the end, it does always work out. And it's usually better than I thought. But it's always right in that moment, I have to like, remind myself, like, this has happened before where you didn't know, um, you can trust him. You just have to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah that whole dying to self process 
that doesn't just happen once is hard because we're not talking about like prosperity gospel here it's like if you give x amount of money then you'll have an amazing life like that's not what we're saying here no yeah that dying to self and like light we have life to the full but man surrender is hard but necessary we need it yeah well when I wanted when I came back from Africa the second time like I thought that I was gonna um like I was gonna work for a bit and figure out my stuff and then go like start a coffee shop like back and I was gonna move back to Africa like I wanted to live there and work and like whatever and I remember the day that God asked me to give that up and I was like excuse me (laughs) like (laughs) right but I mean like now I'm like okay no like yeah this is great like yeah I, I mean I don't care where I live anymore it's whatever but at the time is like to actually for God to ask me to like lay that down was like okay but this was like the dream so mm-hmm. now what right and mm-hmm. he's just like it's just gonna look different I don't know. anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's chat about that within the last couple of years you've written a book uh these beautiful people and you started a coffee company, which my family loves. I will say, I know a lot of people love love uh, Wild Ginger, but yeah, the Brewmaker family, specifically Jenna Mark, love. Um, and your bio for, or like your little tagline for Wild Ginger is your coffee shouldn't just taste good, it should do good, which I love. So tell <laughs> us about the journey and the story behind these things. So... Yeah, so the book, I mean, there isn't as much to say about that because it's like mm-hmm. not even in print anymore. But um, yeah, that was basically, it was a collection of stories um, of people that I met uh, during my time in Africa and just some really like incredible people um, that are still, I still call many of them friends and family today. I'm still in touch with a lot of them. Um, yeah, so anyway, but it's not in print now. So I don't, Again, still don't really, jury's still out on like what happened there. Um, I like own the rights to the book. It's just like, it's a really big book with like a lot of pictures and it's very expensive to like print and and the publisher just like, they kept like just raising all the price. I was like, I can't even afford to like buy my own book to like sell it. I was like, no, this is dumb. So I own the rights to it, but it's like really hard to find places that will republish it. So like, Mm. because it's so big and it's like full color and all the things, it's a beautiful book, like the girl who designed it is amazing. Um, anyway, but for now, short of a miracle, I've got like the last two copies sitting on my shelf and that's it. So anyway, we just have to be like, God knows what he wanted to do with that. And I'm just gonna leave that over there. Um, <laughs> so the coffee company is definitely going, um, but that has been a lot of years in the making, a lot of like struggling. Um, I was in Burundi So the coffee comes from Burundi in Africa. I was there for the first time in 2014. um, And like YFC had sent one of the girls from their office to like pick me up at the bus station. And like, we went out for milkshakes, which (laughs) which ended up, they were like kind of rotten. It was really funny. Like I think the milk was maybe like bad. Oh no. (laughs) But anyway, we like, I had never met her before in my life. And we just like hit it off. Like, 
basically she's like we we call each other twins now she's like my sister her and her husband and kids like just last year moved to Montreal so they like live in it's crazy anyway I had no idea that like I was meeting my sister when I got off the bus that day but we went to this like cafe um and had brooning coffee and I was like oh my gosh this is good and so I started like bringing it home for like or sending it home to friends and family as gifts and people were all like this is the best coffee I've ever had and I was like oh that's interesting so then um I need to like fast forward I guess kind of into that was 2014 so fast forwarding into 2015 um kind of so I was sort of the like starting to be intrigued by good coffee and kind of like not really knowing a lot about it but being like huh this is really interesting um and then in 2015 I had like almost burnt out while I was in Africa and God was like, give me 30 days. And I went up on this mountain and was like, I'm not coming down until you fix this. Anyway, um, so I was up there for a while. <laughs> and while I was up there, um, I was reading Judges 19. And I don't know like if you're familiar with it. I'd like read it before and never really thought about it, but it's like the story of the like concubine that they like send out into the street and she's like raped all night and then they drop her off on the doorstep. <clears throat> at the in the morning and she like basically dies on the on the doorstep like right at the door of like there's like a gazillion people inside who could have helped her and she was right there and like yes like I like I have read this story before and I was like just weeping like I was just like what in the heck is this like I was just so like overwhelmed by it and um, I just like, I could not stop like crying and I was like, what is happening? And, um, God was just like, if you like, if you feel like this much, like for that, like that girl in this situation that you don't even know, um, like, he's like, these are like, this is happening like to my daughters all over the world, like every day. And he's like, how do you think I feel? about that? And I was like, oh my gosh, like probably pretty terrible. <laughs> I just... <laughs> yeah so in that moment like I was just kind of like I want you to do something and I was like okay what and then of course no further information so I was like cool now that my heart is like broken and I feel this like enormous burden to do something about something I know nothing about I was just like what so my I kind of I kind of feel like wild ginger coffee was like this collision of like passion and purpose right of like where I yeah, I was like, my heart was broken for something and I wanted to do something. And I kind of had this like growing fascination with coffee and being like, how can we, um, anyway, the, the dream at the beginning, once again, looked very different from what it looks now. I was just going to open a coffee shop and employ women who didn't want to work in the industry and needed a job. Um, and that's still like someday that's really what I would like to do. But God just kept saying like, start smaller, start smaller, start smaller until I was like, if I start any smaller, we don't have anything. So like, <laughs> what would you like me to do here? And, um, finally in 2018, um, we finally got our first sample bag of Burundian coffee. It's very difficult to get coffee out of Burundi, which is why you don't see it very much. That's a whole long story. But anyway, we like fought forever trying to figure it out. Um, finally got the first sample bag. Um, and then in 2019, I bought my first espresso machine, had no idea how to use it. A friend who's a barista she came over and taught me I made a lot of like really weird not good latte art for a long time 
um, like real bad. <laughs> but I like kind of became like a little mad scientist and I'd like make all my own like syrups and stuff because I, I don't like a lot of sugar in my coffee and drinks and I just, I don't feel good on it. So to this day, so now for the company, like I make all my own syrups for all of our drinks, for our pop-ups and stuff. Um, using as little like white sugar as I possibly can using like maple syrup or honey or like alternatives like that. So it's been, that's been like really fun, that kind of creative side of that. So I, yeah, messed around with that. <laughs> um, and then finally in, yeah, March of 2020, we launched um, our company <laughs> and then three days later, everything shut down. <laughs> oh, and in that moment I was like, oh, no wonder God was like, don't have a brick and mortar store. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that really like we never would have we just like wouldn't have made it if we had we're trying to start with that so um coincidentally like we actually did really well like we were sold out our capacity was sold out months in advance for like it only we've only like caught up in the last like couple of months so just wow. crazy for being in like a pandemic but it's like everything went to like buy local like all of this stuff and it really like just the timing again it's like my timing would have been like five years ago and God's like hello like I know what I'm doing so um that was pretty cool um so yeah so we get our um we source our coffee in Burundi and then we roast it in Atwood um a friend of mine he's amazing like he's so good he thinks that he like doesn't know that much about it but he's amazing um, I'm like you know, you know you drink the coffee it's really good um, so that's been really fun and I kind of like came across him um, or found him very miraculously I was like um, angry journaling one Saturday morning because nothing was working and I needed to find someone to roast locally or else we wouldn't be able to start the company and um, I don't know if either of you have been to impressions in Listowel I'm sure that you have <laughs> we are but, the biggest fans right Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. So I had like, I I've like known the, I've known the guy we used, I went to church with Graham, like when we were kids. So like, I was like, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't even remember me. And I wasn't sure if I'd even recognize him, but I knew it was him and his wife that like owned it. And, and I had heard that he had like, that he got his coffee from someone locally. And like, I was like, why don't you go ask him where he gets his coffee from? And I was like, because that's so awkward. You don't <laughs> like walk into another man's business and be like, Hey, like, who's your guy? Like, I want to start a bit like it just, oh. but of course I went and I was like, this is so awkward. And anyway, had like the most amazing conversation with uh, Graham. Cause he's awesome. And he was like, you should totally call Dwight. Like that would be awesome. So we share a roaster. So that's how I got in touch with Dwight, with Dwight and cool. how he roasts all of our coffee. Um, and yeah, so then we are partnered with um, two organizations so one of them is in Brazil I actually was supposed to go to Brazil in October last year but that got canned so um wanted to like source out some coffee farms there and visit this organization they're friends of ours and kind of like the the big the big dream would be to like start um start a little cafe roastery where they are that their women um could could work at so they um they work with women who are in the sex industry and in Brazil um, prostitution is legal. So it's kind of a different situation, but a lot of the women there are doing it out of desperation because they need money. Um, the reasons why people are in the industry is different all over the place, but that's kind of the main reason there um, is employment. 
Um, so that would just be a really cool thing. Um, and then that business would also be like help their, their um, ministry be sustainable as well. So that's kind of, we're hoping. So 20% of our sales go to them and then 20% to a group that like I'm actually a part of here, uh, called the together team. And yeah, we were going into the manor. It's closed now <laughs> anyway. So we're kind of in this, um, yeah, transition phase of figuring out what that looks like what this looks like for our team and some of the girls that we're still in contact with. But um, yeah, we're, we're starting small, but we have like some pretty big dreams and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> One bag of coffee at a time. Um, yeah. It's, it's really um, for us. It's like, it's really important to us that everybody um, from the farmers to, you know, the person drinking the coffee is like well taken care of is paid fairly um, we work really hard to like build relationships with the people that we're working with and make sure um, that that's what's happening. Um, and uh, yeah, like it, if, if it's, if it matters, like our, our farmers should be just as happy <laughs> about the coffee as we are drinking it. So <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of work to, to run a business that way, but there is no other way to do it. Um, we are kind of, second little slogan or the thing I say to people all the time is that like our coffee isn't cheap um but people's lives aren't cheap either and there's just no way around it if you want make sure that they're like earning a living wage and it's just not going to be cheap so I'm like we would I'd rather sell less coffee at a higher price than like sell thousands of bags and somebody somewhere's not being treated fairly so it's been yeah very challenging, but a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I'm just getting pumped up here, Twyla. <laughs> I'm serious. Like uh, our friends, um, our family friends, Bruce and Patty, they've um, been missionaries overseas, overseas for many years. They now run a YWAM base in um, Texas and they have a ministry called Hope's Gate. And essentially the exact same idea is what you're sharing here is that they, I think they're in India and Uganda, Uganda. Yeah. right now um yeah. basically training women who are yeah in, like trafficked sex slaves whatever yeah um bringing them in like feeding them giving a place to live teaching them how to make this jewelry and they sell it everything goes back to them um they get education like it's just so cool I just get so pumped up by the way that God moves and works and brings healing to like this is his kingdom coming yeah, and you can do that in a lot of different ways, whether it's yeah. selling coffee or making jewelry or hanging out with teenagers, right? Like, yeah, yeah. so yeah. many things, so many things. It gets me so excited because it's like, wow, God, like this is your business. Like, yeah. it often doesn't make sense to, uh, or necessarily follow the uh, what success may yeah. look like according to the world, and yet He yeah. still continues to move and work. Oh. Mm -hmm gets me pumped yeah it's it's really fun like yeah most days I'm just like what am I doing but at the same time it's just such a cool thing and like I think so many times we we think that if we that if we can't do something really big mm. to make a difference then we can't do anything at all and I think we forget that like our choices are like so important like we can make an impact even with like a small choice just by intentionally choosing 
to like live our lives a certain way or to like choose things uh, like research the things we buy or like whatever it is we're doing or like what coffee you drink in the morning it can matter and like that chemical like no a one cup of coffee is not going to change the world like I'll tell you that right now but if we like learn to be like really intentional um, about our choices and we do these like small things with like a whole bunch of love <laughs> like I really believe that our choices can make a difference um, especially the small ones because mm. I just don't think that we will make the big ones if we don't make all the little ones first mm-hmm. um, so it's just like sometimes it the thing the yeah human trafficking is such a such a big and like complex thing that I probably never will fully understand um, and it it's not it takes more than just one person and one little thing but everybody has to do everybody does one small thing right like no one person can like wipe that out right it's it's so much bigger and so much more complex than that but mm-hmm. yeah we just think if, if you can like make a choice about even the coffee you drink in the morning and that choice is like affecting like a woman here or a woman in Brazil or like a farmer in Burundi, like it may not seem like a big difference, but it's a difference. And mm-hmm. I think that that's important. Mm-hmm. Otherwise we might not do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I, yeah. I also really appreciate that you touch I mean, like all three of us have been overseas for various mm-hmm. reasons, um, but you don't need to, go overseas to make a difference or to be in missions. I mean, heck, Ainsley and I work in Listwell <laughs> and we're full-time like missionaries there. Yeah. Um, you're in Elmira selling coffee out of your house. Like yeah. you don't need to go on an airplane to, to do something. Yeah. To do something big. There's opportunities yeah. right here. You can like, I think it's, I'm learning more. And again, it kind of comes with the like not hustling and the resting. And it's like, it's a whole way of living your life. And it's not about like adding all these extra things to your life. It's like, how do I do and live and like work and like do all like the things that I love doing? How do I do all of those in a way that like brings like people towards Jesus or draws like how do I just do the things I'm already doing or the things I'm already passionate about it's not about adding a whole bunch of things into your schedule that you can do for God like (laughs) Lord knows that's a disaster right (laughs) like (laughs) it's just yeah I don't know I found this to be like a really yeah just a really cool learning experience and I'm I'm like really excited because it hasn't looked at all like I thought it would but it's been really, really cool. And I'm, yeah, I'm pumped every time somebody buys coffee and I will continue to be pumped every time somebody gets excited about it or, you know, and, and I've had people like walk up to my door and just like hand me like a hundred dollars to like give to the women. And I'm like, that's what like, as a, yeah, like as a business or like, we're like not a nonprofit and we're like, but we're a business like for it's, it's a weird thing, but it's like, instead of like asking people for money for these causes, like people are like feeling this like conviction in their heart and being like out of the abundance of their heart are being like, I just like feel so connected to this and I want to give this. And like, I didn't ask them mm-hmm. like they came because they were so, and I'm like, this is, this is a cheerful giver, right? This is the like, no strings attached. Like, I'm just pumped. Like, here's a hundred bucks. Like, 
when does that happen? Right. Like that's to mm-hmm. me, I get really excited about that because again, like we're not like, yes, we need to make enough of a profit to run a business, but like, we're not at the end of the day, like it really doesn't matter how much we make. Like <laughs> we just want to be able to like, you know, to give something back. And um, I think that's kind of part of, of balancing, you know, life and business and all of these things is like, I don't want to, um, the business to take over my life in such a way that I no longer have time for people. So like, what does that look like? Right. And you can like hustle so hard to like make this happen and lose everything else. And I'm just not willing to do that again. I did that with the book. We're not doing that. We're not doing that again. So I talked to myself at the business and I'm like, Twyla, if you can't be like nice to people, then like you can't have nice things like a business, then you need to like get rid of the business because if you can't be nice, then <laughs> literally uh... you would be surprised how many times I have to have that talk with myself, but it is right. It's like, then I'm just doing all these things for God, but I'm not like really mm-hmm. loving my neighbor. Like I'm not doing it mm-hmm. out of this place in my heart. That's like genuinely like, and I, I want that to be where that comes from because it was born mm-hmm. out of that like broken heart place right and if it mm-hmm. just becomes like anything else than that then like then I'm trying to like make something on my own wow and that's not going to go well because I don't actually know really anything about business so <laughs> full disclosure <laughs> just winging it over here it's good times <laughs> that's so good I think that's such a beautiful picture and uh, yeah, definitely challenging for me. Like I resonate as someone who likes grandiose gestures and uh, flair for the dramatic. I I really appreciate that because, yeah, Jesus was like, let me feed 5,000 people with a small lunch. Like yeah. not about the, I mean, he can do big gestures, but it wasn't because people were giving him the world. Like they were just giving them what they had. And I think that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, The gift is like not significant because of like the size of the gift. It's like significant because of who like holds the gift. Like I think mm -hmm. God like takes that and he like, it doesn't matter what the amount is like, he's going to do with it what he wants. It's like our wholeheartedness in that. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Mm. So good. As you look over your life and the ways that God has led you through amazing seasons and difficult seasons and all of it, um, what do you treasure the most about God? This is a great question. Um, I think if I had to boil it down, well, I did have to boil it down, so I boil it down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, His patience and his presence. I think um, that he has not like kicked me to the curb or disqualified me or, you know, um, yeah, in like every season, especially the difficult ones, he doesn't like retreat from us. He like leans in. Um, He doesn't move away from us in our weakness or um, whatever we might be in the middle of, but he like steps towards us. And I think so much of my life, I, I believe the lie that like, I believe that he loved me, which is not a lie. Sorry, that came out strange. But (laughs) I wasn't like necessarily convinced that he liked me, like that he would like actually like enjoy like my presence, like wanted to be with me. Like I thought he just loved me because like he had to, right? And it's a totally different thing. Like, um, yeah, it just, nothing could be further 
from the truth. Like he's just shown me over and over and over again, um, like that his patience and his presence are like, yeah, like his patience is like, it never runs out <laughs> clearly because I'm still here. And his like, he really like just wants to be with us. And like, I put so many things in the middle of that and try to like make it about more than that. And it's really just like about that. And that has been, yeah, like, I mean, when, especially like if you go through, like we were talking about earlier, when a lot of the things like we learn the most when we're going through hard things, and it's like, if I'm going to go through hard things and he's not there, like that sucks, right? Like if he's going to walk away when it gets hard, like that's not, that's not what we need. And so like, that's been like so precious to me is like, I've never, ever feel closer to him than when those things are going on. Mm. Um, and it's just that like, and it's not like he comes in, so his presence doesn't come and go. We just don't always like see it or aren't aware of it all the time. But yeah, so I would say those two things. You've touched on it a little bit of how this past year has been for you personally and starting a business and three days later, COVID hits and all those things. How would you encourage those of us who are having a really difficult time navigating the season? Yeah, another really good question. Um, Honestly, like the, the first thing I thought when I read that was like, everybody's experience in the last two years has been so different. Like everybody has been affected um, by, for sure by COVID in one way or another, it's looked different for everybody. And then also just all the other life things that are going on in like the midst of that, like sometimes it like drowns out all the like there's still life is still happening and things are still going on in the midst of like this umbrella of like loss that's like generalized across the entire world um and I think the biggest thing um was that I was just like I I don't feel like I can like speak into that like everybody's situation so different that I'm like I don't want to like say anything because it's like my scenario is so different and really all I can say is what God has like spoken to me and I was just like he just wants to speak directly to you like yes he wants to speak to other people but I think so many times we like want to hear like we're like grasping at like straws to hear some kind of encouragement from another person which is like great and like God is just so like personal and intentional that like, I really believe that like in this season, he has something specific to say to each individual person. Um, and I wanted to like encourage people to like ask him, ask him what he would want to say to you in that space. But that being said, like I can share what he has shared with me and it might be encouraging, but I'm like, before I even say like anything, it's just like to recognize that everybody's situation is so vastly different and I can't speak into each individual person's heart, but like he can. And I think that we need to like go there first. Um, I would say like some of the things that he has like spoken to me in the hard places is um, one of them is just that like, he is more faithful than you can imagine. And like, you can trust him regardless of what the thing is or <laughs> whether it feels like you can or not. Um, and I remember one time I was sitting at the beach. I was like, really like having a hard time. And I was watching the sun go down. And I just like had this thought where I was like, man, like 
the sun goes down every night and it like gets dark and nobody like freaks out and is like oh my gosh like is the sun going back <laughs> like no, like nobody panics like we just like the sun just goes down and we like go to sleep and we rest and we just like kind of like trust in this thing that like the sun's gonna like come back around we're not like the sun has left us like just because we can't see it um in that moment and I felt like God just being like yeah like that's me like I've never not turned my back on you in the wilderness like I have not like moved away I have not like pulled back and like I will come back around like (laughs) the sun like the sun will come back around like this night will not last forever um and it kind of reminds me of um in hebrews where there's a verse that talks about how we can be sure of better things um and whether that's like in this world or the next one like as as believers right like we can't like we might not be sure about tomorrow but like we can be sure that better things are coming when they're coming i don't know but they are coming (laughs) at some point Um, it does not stay dark forever like the sun always always rises and like we can we can trust that and um, so we can like rest assured in this place because we know that a place of perfect rest is coming and whatever that's going to look like like that doesn't answer any of the questions of what's happening or what's going to happen tomorrow Um, but it sometimes feels like we wonder if it's ever going to get better right? Or am I always going to feel like, how long am I going to feel like this? Or how long is this just going to be hard? Um, And the answer is, I don't know how long, but not forever, right? Like not forever, maybe a long time, maybe not a long time, but not forever. Um, And so I think the thing, yeah, like whatever, whatever you're facing or whatever the hard thing is, um, or whatever is like breaking your heart or exhausting your soul, um, or just like weighing really heavy, um, he's present in that place like in that one and he can like whisper hope and life into that place um and he can be trusted with your heart in that place you don't need to like move out of it you don't need to be on the other side before he's going to show up in that um because he doesn't just know the end he like is (laughs) the beginning and the end so it's like (laughs) we can yeah we can put um our faith in that and and yeah like ask him what he would what he would want to say to us right right in this moment like individually as an individual person in your specific situation which will look very different from mine which will look very different from the next person um yeah I don't know those are things that like have have encouraged me and they may not encourage somebody else but like God really does my my word for this year is actually encourage which was like not what I was thinking it would be but I'm like man like do we need that or what like God really just wants to like encourage our hearts. Um, and I think that nothing's more encouraging than when he like speaks directly to you, which I think is cool anyway. Yeah. That's good. I, uh, I, I've told students before, like I can give you advice, but the best advice I can really give you is to sit with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is not a fun answer because you may not feel like you have an answer right away. Mm-hmm. And I don't always even feel like sitting before God to wait for him to say something. But even my most beautifully 
crafted wisdom, which mm-hmm. I love hearing wisdom from people. We have a podcast where we have meaningful conversations, but the the best wisdom from people is is nothing compared to the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And and to sit with him in that is if I could get you to grasp those things, that would be the best thing I could do for you. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That's bang on. That's exactly it. Right. <laughs> like there's just like like you can, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you like you can have someone like their advice can rhyme and everything. And in the end, it's like, it'll be great advice, but like, it always, it feels like it sticks longer when it's something that you like had to like, the things I've had to just like wrestle with and like fight for and like hear that like God has like spoken. And it's like, and I have the worst memory in the entire world. I kid you not. And I'm like, there are like the things that he has said, like those things don't like, they stick they stick because they like speak so deeply and like, yes, somebody else's words can do that, but there's something about like that very like intimate, like him just like showing up just for you, not like through somebody else. Right. Like it would be like me being like, Hey, like Jen, can you go tell like Ainsley that I love her? And I think she's pretty cool. Do you know what I mean? And then Ainsley would be like, cool. But like, why didn't you just, do you know what I mean? Like, again, it's like still a nice thing to like hear that somebody else like, oh, this person thinks a lot of you. That's great. But it's like, how much more does that like strengthen your relationship with the person? If you like, go tell them that yourself. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's, it builds people's own like personal relationship with God. Right. Like, which is really what's important. Otherwise we kind of just live vicariously through (laughs) other people's experiences with God and don't have our own. And I don't know, just not the same. So (laughs) Um, you are a storyteller and you said you you particularly, you like to write, which I think is really cool. Um, what story are you hoping to write that will be told about you years down the road? I don't know if you guys have heard of Shauna Nyquist. I always say her name wrong. Anyway. Yeah. Anywho, she's wrote some books. Pretty cool. She has a (laughs) quote in this one book that like, yeah, um, said, I don't want to get to the end of my life and look back and realize that the best thing about me was that I was organized. (laughs) So yeah, when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is me in my like type A, like no time for anyone. And like, it just like, that has like sat with me. And um, yeah, it's, I'm grossly aware of my like hypocrisy in saying any of these things that I hope to be someday, because I am like, anyone listening to this will be like, gosh you're not like that at all I'm aware okay that they asked me (laughs) what I would want people to say okay so um and I think it's it's less of a story like to me and more of just like the person that I would like to be um or how I would want people to like feel (laughs) like you know those people like when you're with them like you don't you can't like be with them and not leave like just like feeling like better than you were or like just I don't know there's some well like Jesus is that but like (laughs) like but we all know like real like real people who is just like man like you're with them and you just leave being like I just feel like full and I feel like seen and I feel and I'm like I would like to like be that person (laughs) like that I think that would be really cool um yeah just I want to always have time for people like not mind being interrupted (laughs) which is not a thing yet. Um, 
always have room for one more, be able to like tell people the truth, <laughs> like be able to like have the kinds of relationships where you can have hard like um, with people. Uh, yeah, like be able to speak like life and hope into people's stories. Like I just, I would want just that general, like if I'm gonna like spend time or invest in, in people, I would want them to walk away feeling that way um not like they're a box that I'm ticking off my list but like they're like the main event because mm. that's I think how Jesus looks at us when he's like individually like honing in and I can be like pretty like distracted and especially if I have a list of things to do I'm not is that a good enough story for you yeah it, <laughs> yeah, it is it's fun like being on the other side of it because we hear everybody's responses obviously because we're the one asking the question it's really cool to hear the different answers um yeah perfect yeah. how people interpret the questions that you ask yeah. yes yes this yeah. is the last question what is the best piece of advice you have received oh man well besides all of the like john orberg and john marco of quotes, course like, besides all of those <laughs> um yeah when i was kind of in the middle of my burnout I had gone out for for coffee with our our youth pastor and one of the things he said to me was um you should like you should said take take the word should out of your vocabulary um I was like oh yeah like you don't realize how much and it's not about like not ever doing anything you don't want to do it's about like he's like listen to how many times you have said like I should be catching up with this person and I should be doing this and I like I should be involved in this but like I don't have time to do this and I should be like a better friend and I should be better and he's like take should out because there's like should is kind of like wrapped in shame <laughs> and it's always this like I'm not like doing enough and I'm not like measuring up and that's like not necessarily the case and it's like if you're if you're saying like, well, I should be doing this, so I'm going to do it. Well, like your heart's not really in it anyways. So you might as well not, right? Like it's anyway. So that was as of late, probably the most, just from like a, not a famous person. <laughs> not that I have that many famous people giving me direct advice. Let's be honest. But <laughs> that was, that was a good one for me. Take, take the word should out of your vocabulary or just like become aware of how many times you use that when it comes to like making commitments or doing things and you're like <laughs> why am I doing this why because I should if I don't want to <laughs> right <laughs> like that's like well what's that about so yeah it's a good piece of advice I don't have to keep that one in the might be one I write in my planner. Whenever things have to do with my day to day, that's where I write it in my planner of like, this is what I need to do. So yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I mean, I enjoyed this for many reasons. I enjoyed it because I love coffee. So hearing about all that is good. Uh, I'm really enjoying how much we're all connected through loving John Mark Homer. Yes, uh, I feel so like much. people who are John Mark Homer fans, like they are like, you we should start a fan not. <laughs> yes yes like read all of his books and talk about them all the time <laughs> a big book club I would that'd be great uh, that's so funny yeah so thank you so much this conversation has been so 
fun and funny and just to get to know you. And I feel like Jen and I both are like, wow, we finally get to sit down and get to know a little bit the the infamous Twyla Herb. And so That's it's so awesome so for funny. us. Oh my gosh. And this has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for having me. You guys are so great. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you don't want to miss a Monday episode, make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast platform you're using. And if you want to keep updated, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Just Work Friends. Yay! Thanks so much.